0: That uh, that I was given that I want to share with you Um, for all those that will be attending the ladies retreat this weekend There will be a meeting this uh, Wednesday night after services down front here in the auditorium So if you plan to be a part of this uh, great weekend uh, coming up uh, ladies uh, Please make sure this Wednesday night you are able to be here and meet down front Uh, Prayer request was also given to me. Judith Thompson uh, will be having surgery uh, for breast cancer this week. And uh, this is the sister of Ray Wagner and the daughter of Judy Wagner. So in addition to those on our prayer list, we want to also remember uh, Miss Judith this week as she will be having uh, that surgery. As was mentioned this morning, tonight we are going to begin in uh, the study of uh, the One Word series. Um, There are also uh, these black devotional books that we want to encourage you to. this week. We want to encourage you one per family. Uh, And uh, uh, I saw a lot of you picking those up. They're in, uh, in the lobby out there. If all those get picked up tonight... Uh, please just uh, call us in the office and we can order some more uh, because these are for you during the week. Uh, As we look at these words uh, on Sunday nights and also in our small groups, we want to uh, encourage you to take the words that are talked about and discussed and go through these devotionals at home with your families uh, during the week. I also want to... um, uh, apologize for possibly miscommunicating. I uh, understand there's been some a little confusion about our small groups. Uh, our original purpose was to uh, have the opportunity uh, if... Um, people wanted to meet in your small groups here at the building for that to be the case. But uh, since all of that has been uh, mentioned and leaders have been uh, chosen, uh, most of those leaders and groups are deciding to meet in homes. And we encourage that. We, we just want people to meet. We want groups to meet and connect, to spend some time in prayer, to spend time in fellowship, and spend some time uh, in looking at some of the words uh, in this study uh, as well. So we want to have a time of uh, Bible study and reflection, but also uh, spending time in prayer for one another, for the church, uh, and also for those in our community. Um, and then also we want fellowship. So we want to encourage you to be a part of those groups. There are two tables out in the foyers with lists of uh, these leaders uh, for these small groups, and we encourage you to go by and sign up on those lists to be a part of those small groups. There will also be a group that will meet here uh, in the auditorium for a service so if you want to be a part of that that's available too so we just want uh, everyone to be connected in any way possible on the second Sunday night as as well as all of our other times as well so I hope uh, that's not not confusing and that you understand some of the change that, that's been made from the original uh, purpose that was put out there so uh, we just want to try to uh, make sure everyone's needs are met and that's the goal for uh, the leadership as we met and talked about that, and so we want to make sure everyone understands that. So maybe that's as clear as mud now. <laughs> Tonight we're going to introduce uh, the, this study, and there there are also devotionals um, that you'll see this week that you can go through pertaining to words. Words are important. Words are powerful. In fact, um, one writer in this book, Speaking about the power of words, tells about he and his wife. They were at this restaurant, and they, uh, as their waiter come uh, come by, they began talking with our waiter. His name was Richard, and they began talking with him and, and establishing rapport with him. They made a challenge, or the writer did, made a challenge to this waiter to think about one word or a phrase. Words that were powerful. And so he thought a minute, he took the challenge and he thought for a little bit and he came back and he told him, he said that his wife was pregnant and expecting uh, their child in the next few uh, months. And so he said the, the words that come to his mind is that you are having a baby. Powerful words when you're in that situation, right? And the writer went on to talk how his mind went back to Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21 where the angel has come to Mary announcing the birth of Jesus. And it said, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. What powerful words! That Mary heard that she would give birth to Jesus, the Savior of the world. That's powerful words. Luke 1 and verse 28 tells us that she would be blessed among women. We we have all been the recipients, haven't we? Of words that have both encouraged and words that have both hurt. So you and I, we realize the power of our word. The Bible is uh, not slack in mentioning uh, verses from there. Solomon knew the power of words, for he said in Proverbs chapter twelve and verse eighteen, "There is one whose rash words are like sword thrust." But the tongue of the wise brings healing. Again, in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, he says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I want you to notice here Michael W. Smith, Ronnie Freeman, and Tony Wood wonder, they may not have never known the power of the words of a song that they had written and Michael W. Smith sang that song called Ancient Words. And I want you to notice the, the words on the screen here to this song. It's a beautiful song and, and um, I've heard it say, sung in, in various places, but it's, the words are beautiful and I want you to notice the words of these songs that speaks about the ancient words, the Bible. Holy words long preserved. For our walk in this world, they resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Words of life, words of hope, give us strength, help us cope. In this world where'er we roam, ancient words will guide us home. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts, O let the ancient words impart. Holy words of our faith, handed down to this age, came to us through sacrifice. O heed the faithful words of Christ. Holy words long preserved, for our walk in this world, they resound with God's own heart. O let the ancient words impart. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you.
1: We have come
0: with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Powerful words from a powerful song speaking about the powerful words of God. I want you to turn your Bibles, if you will, to the book of James. James chapter 3. James was aware of the power of the tongue and the words that would come forth. He would write in James 1 and verse 19, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. In chapter 1 and verse 26, he would say, "...if any anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless." James knew a little bit about words, didn't he? James knew a little bit about the power of our words. And I want you to notice, let's read through chapter, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, and then talk about some things about the power of the tongue. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison." With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. James would tell us that our words, our tongue has the power to direct. And he gives the example of a horse and how we work to control this massive animal by this small bit. Or that of a ship which is controlled by such a small rudder wherever the captain desires it to go. Fierce winds come and beat and and, and try to sway the way that that ship would go. But that small rudder is just guiding that ship in that direction. Small things that can make such a huge difference. Have you ever thought about parents' our words and how they can direct our children? Have we ever thought about Our words and how they can direct, whether good or evil, how they can direct those we are around on a daily basis, our neighbors, our co-workers, they have the power to direct. And we must choose our words carefully. I think about the power in the words of David and Goliath. David, when he faced Goliath, he said, This battle, you see, Goliath, belongs to the Lord. He was able to direct those that he was leading and also even Goliath to realize this is not about me, but it is about Goliath. I'm reminded as I think about the tongue back when I was at Freed Hardeman. I enjoyed those days very much. But I remember one day... We were, at, we were at a basketball game. And this was back in the old Bader Gym. That's kind of crazy for me to say that, the old Bader Gym. That was not very old when I was there. But anyway, the, the old Bader Gym that's no longer there. And it was everybody was close to the court. Man, it was one of those rivalry games. And, and man, we, everybody was into it and the crowd was cheering and yelling. They were, you know, they were dogging the officials and stuff like that. And I'll never forget... I'll never forget the words of one of those officials. It reminded me of the power of our words. In the heat of the game and the fans, we're there on the floor. I mean, we're almost there with the players. If the players go out of bounds, we're catching them. We're that close. And I was just a few rows off the court on one of the ends where a lot of the students sat. And I remember... During one of the timeouts, the ball had come up into the stands and pitched the ball back. One of the students pitched the ball back to the official. Timeout is called. Players go to their to their benches, and the official turns in my direction. And he asked the question. Isn't this a Christian college? And all I could say was, yes, sir. For you see, the words that he heard, they directed his thoughts. And sadly, it was not toward Christ. Our words have the power to direct. Solomon wrote, we remember in Proverbs eighteen twenty-one again, death and life are in the power Of the tongue. In Psalm chapter 141, verses 3 and 4, David prayed, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not incline my ear to any evil. Do you remember what Jesus said about words? In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said in verse 34, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Which, that's a whole another lesson uh, uh, about the heart. But Jesus says that's where our words come from, so guard your heart. Proverbs 15 and verse 1, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 12 and verse 22, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Words are powerful, and they have the power to direct. But they also, James says, has the power to destroy. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? A fire can begin with just a small spark, right? Do you remember the story about the fire that started in Chicago in the O'Leary barn in 1871, October the 8th, about 8:30 p.m.? And as the story goes, whether it's true or not, it makes a good illustration. As the story goes, in in that barn, a, a cow tipped over the lantern, started a fire in the barn, and it spread, and it spread, and it spread. And as the fire spread, over 100,000 100, people were left homeless. 17,500 buildings were destroyed. 300 people died, and it cost the city over $400 million dollars in 1871 a little spark fire is a great thing when controlled right also water is a great thing when controlled but a fire that gets out of control can destroy water that gets out of control can flood and destroy things we've seen that over the years And so it is with our words. They too can destroy. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 27. The Proverbs writer says this He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 29. He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick tempered exalts folly our words are dangerous maybe things happen and our emotions build up and, and, and we want to blurt out those words but the proverb writer says he who has knowledge spares his words were you ever told growing up hold your breath and count to ten before you speak a word what was the point We sing the song, count your many blessings. Maybe someone should write a song, count your words, for they are powerful and they can destroy. And then James also says that our tongue has the power to delight. This is the one that I like. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 4. And I know this is a lot of Scripture, and I don't expect you to turn to all these, but I just want you to hear what some of the Proverbs uh, are written about words. Proverbs 18 and verse 4. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Proverbs 10 and 11. Proverbs 13 and verse 14, the law of the wise is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, we've already noted, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We've talked about fire and I mentioned about water. Water can do a great amount of good, can't it? But when water... Breaks out of its controlled environment can take life, but it also can give life. It is a life-giving source, and so it is with our words. One person that says our our words is like a tree. In the Bible lands, trees are vitally important to the economy. They help to hold down the soil. They provide beauty and shade, and they bear fruit. And so do our words. Our words can make so much difference in the lives of people. I'm reminded of people that I've talked to over the years who said it was the powerful, influential words of another that made so much difference in their lives. I recall hearing people that men who had decided to become preachers of the gospel. And they said, you know, it wasn't necessarily that they had this longing desire to be a a preacher or minister, but because of the encouraging words of others, that's what they chose to do. How powerful our words are to direct, to destroy, or to delight. The Proverb writer would say, Proverbs in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, keep your heart without all diligence, for out of it flow, spring the issues of life. Turn to your Bibles real quickly to the book of John. The Gospel of John chapter 1. And as we close in thinking about this, and there's so much more uh, I know in the the devotional book that I hope that you will uh, take that book and go through this week uh, about words and the power of words. But you know the ultimate word is the word of life. Jesus Christ. John spoke of that in John chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it." And then verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And I asked myself the question Am I counting my words by realizing my words are powerful? then I must choose them carefully and do my words reflect the Word of life, Jesus Christ Himself. In our last Scripture that we'll look at tonight, as we think about the Word, the Word of Life, the book of Revelation chapter 19, and the power of our words, Revelation chapter 19 and verse 13. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and His name is called the Word of God. Are very, very powerful. Well, I want to read one more scripture that talks about Jesus and the importance of our words. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 24. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of His body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God which was given to me for you to fulfill the Word of God. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to His saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him, the Word of God, we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And listen to what Paul says. To this end, I also labor, striving according to His working, which works in me mightily. Words were important to Paul. Paul had the blessing of the Holy Spirit, but we do too in the written Word of God. Let us be mindful as we go through this week. And as we think about the Word, as we think about our words and the power of those words, let us choose our words carefully. Tonight, are you a child of God? As we mentioned this morning, it is our prayer that if you've not done so, that you will do so. That you will give your life to the Word of God, the Word of life. Jesus, by coming in faithful obedience, declaring that Jesus is the Son of God, going down in that watery grave of baptism to rise in newness of life and going on your way rejoicing. Will you do that tonight? Are you here tonight and you just need the prayers of your church family? What better time than the present to allow us to pray with you and pray for you? If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation, we pray that you will do so as together we stand and sing.